What's up, everyone? What's up, Climates? Welcome to Planet of the Climates. Planet of the Climates is a community-organized podcast bringing you the latest information and insight into Klima. Klima is a blockchain protocol backed by carbon credits that gives people a chance to fight climate change as a collective and get rewarded for doing so. Klima sits at the intersection of blockchain, climate action, and the carbon credit market, so there's no shortage of great stuff for us to talk about. My name's Phaedrus, and I'll be your host on this adventure. I'll be joined by my good friends and co-hosts Reg and Diamond Hands as we discuss the latest Klima news, drop some occasional alpha, and connect you with the biggest and brightest names currently exploring this space. Today, we're chatting with Josh and Grace from one of our Klima Infinity launch partners, Digital Charity Art. They're a New Zealand-based organization doing some incredible work to protecting our planet with NFTs, and I'm sure we're going to hear some great stories from them. But enough teasing, let's just jump right into it. So Digital Charity Art Project Manager Josh and Art Designer Grace are our guests on this episode of the Planet of the Climates podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I'm sure our listeners will be eager to learn from you about how you're using NFTs to be a climate positive force and protect our planet and definitely want to dive into what your Klima Infinity partnership is all about. That was just announced. But perhaps let's you know just back things up a little bit and have you tell us about yourself, your motivation for exploring crypto and climate solutions and how digital charity art all came to be. Thanks. Um, thanks very much for, for having us here. And uh, thanks to all the climates as well for how amazing the community's been, how amazing the team's been, and uh, yeah, just for helping us out and supporting us so far. Uh, so yeah, I'm Josh, the project manager for Digital Charity Art. I've been in crypto since about 2017, uh, mid-2017, and NFTs for the last two years or so. That's my role in my day-to-day. So I'm a New Zealand Army officer, so leadership and project management are somewhat my, my profession. And for the last couple of years, I've been teaching myself coding and uh, getting more involved in, in that side of things with uh, Solidity and, and Python so I could actually get more involved in this space. And yeah, prior to joining the Army, though, I was a lifeguard for, for many years. And that's probably partly where my connection to the ocean originates. And yeah, um, that and being a, a surf bum pretty much where, whenever I can be. So um, yeah, I've always had that connection to the ocean and i think um i I won't dive more into the history of dca yet because that's sort of a a different story but um oh yeah i'll let i'll let grace jump into her intro yeah thank you for that guys so yeah i'm grace uh i first got into the whole cryptocurrency space when josh told me about it a few years and it was around the 2017 mark and i kind of learned alongside him less on the technical aspect that's never really been my expertise, but just getting a good understanding of what what it was all about and what I wanted to do. The NFTs kind of only came into the picture when, again, Josh brought it up um, into my attention about last year and slowly started trying to figure it out again. The technical side is, again, not my not my specialty, which is why all the coding and everything is done by Josh. But I just, I, yeah, I agree that there's huge opportunity in it. And um, I think the market we're trying to push into is a really new one. So civilian-wise, you know, when I'm not in my computer designing many, many layers, 
I work as kind of a researcher analyst area in psychology. So helping people is something that I'm really passionate about. But then on the flip side of that, I've always had a huge uh, passion for animals, particularly for me. Um, animals in the environment have always been something that's really tugged at my heartstrings a bit. So being able to combine that with my hobbies of designing art and photography and things like that, which I've done for on and off for about 10 years now, is just a really awesome opportunity that is really fun to explore. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, that definitely yeah resonates with me. I didn't explain it when we were doing a little intros, but my background is in psychology as well, too, and definitely have been doing photography as a... Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So great, great to have this chat. I'm sure we'll get to, to dive into all sorts of stuff there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's um, I know this is a podcast for you guys to ask us questions, but it's actually really interesting that you pulled all these different people in from all over the world. So um, like, what are your like various backgrounds getting into climate i think probably for all three of us we're kind of like relatively new in crypto like a year ish or less perhaps i got on board with uh Klima at the lbp phase in september there and for me it's kind of like i'm really can't wait to talk to you about the whole nft side of things there too because for me i did really start off with nfts and mba top shot kind of funnily enough like over a little over a year ago and i was just like hesitant about you know the carbon footprint of nfts and kind of getting hung up on that and when Klima came out, it was like, well, wait a second. So this isn't just something with a lower footprint, but this is actually something that can be, you know, climate positive and be a part of the solution and not just a little bit less bad, you know? Yeah. For me, I mean, I've been in crypto a little over a year and I had been kind of heavily researching Olympus Dow and a few other projects like it. And Klima came along and it just kind of struck a chord. And I thought, wow, this could work to accumulate carbon on chain. And so I got involved and then became more and more involved. We became involved in the Dow. Uh, as uh, kind of helping writing some of the articles and editing things and so on. And then this came along kind of fairly organically with Phaedrus and Diamond Hands, the podcast side of things. We started doing Twitter spaces and that kind of seemed fairly natural. And within about a week, I think, week and a half, we already had like branding for the um, podcast. We had our first guest. It was kind of, then the week later, we're ordering like microphones and, you know, audio equipment to help make it a little more professional. We have an editor. So it all, it all kind of took off very quickly. So that was fun. For myself, the journey to crypto is very interesting. My journey to crypto was because I wanted to buy S&P 500. And it took me like two months just to get verified. And I was so pissed off because like, oh my God, why it took so long, right? Then my, one of my friends was like, oh, why don't you, let's let's venture into crypto since you are, in, you, you know, you want to invest, you want to go more into like investing. I was like, yeah, sure. One thing led to another. We started with chasing coins, you know, flipping coins, and then and, and NFTs. Then and then we lo- I knew about Olympus. Then I knew about Klima. And it was like then when I was I was the IDO holder. I was just telling my friends like if we have put in a thousand dollars and this project goes through, we can potentially fight climate change. Yeah, it's. I mean, honestly, it's like this is just a nice. We just like slid right into it there. So appreciate that uh, you're kind of hosting the host there, Josh. <laughs> Yes. Turning the tables on us, but I love it. Definitely appreciate that love for the animals. So is, is that at the heart of, you know, digital charity art? And where did the seed really start from there? So I guess the origin was during 2021 when we saw uh, about the middle of the year, we saw a heap of NFC collectible projects coming onto the market. Uh, some were interesting, some were pretty trashy. And uh, many, of, um, many of which had charity donations as sort of a, a footnote in the sale at a certain sales target. 
which we think is great and commendable that these projects thought to donate, but none were really partnering with their charities and none were looking for ways to explore like a deeper connection in a, in a longer term sense. So we saw this as a gap in the market worthy of addressing at the time. And DCA came together when myself, Grace, and another close family friend saw this opportunity and thought we could do something pretty cool and unique. So we made Digital Charity R and we made, uh, initially it was, it was months of building these charity connections and partnerships and doing a lot of education with charities, building their understanding about what NFTs are, what they can provide in terms of fundraising and community uh, led initiatives remotely in, in a decentralized way. And then that led into our, our sort of a limited scope V1 collection. So that's a, a little bit of a, a snapshot for, for how we started, I guess. Okay. So, but, uh, I mean, just for our listeners and people just, you know, discovering you as well too. So, you know, when you talk about working with your charities and your, your partners there, so you're not just launching your own NFT that happens to support these companies. You're kind of offering like NFTs as a service for these charities. Is that a way of framing it up? Or I don't know. Um, yeah. How would you kind of describe that? Yeah, that's definitely a good way of looking at it because what we do is beyond, beyond donations, we want to connect our charities and the people in our community with these charities and in a deeper way whereby one, uh, we're helping spread, spread awareness and of the connection between um, us and them and what they're doing and also providing opportunities and incentives for our community to get involved in work that they're doing. And, um, yeah, as a part of that as well, because we're, uh, we're a publicly verifiable company here in New Zealand, we actually form um, MOUs with these charities and we actually form longer term partnerships whereby uh, we actually support them in a range of ways from um, promoting their initiatives, getting people involved in their initiatives, connecting our people or people in our community to what they're doing and also purchasing merchandise, eco-tourism trips. We're really trying to, yeah, like you said, do this whole um, NFT as a service thing, connecting charities to NFTs in a longer term way. So to kind of summarize it, uh, we've got this really passionate and somewhat lofty vision of finding ways to connect charities to the power of NFTs. And those long-term partnerships are really significant to us. We want to build those relationships and make sure we can consistently support these projects that are doing such amazing work in the world. So we have this kind of high-level dream goal of being able to reduce some of the awful things happening in the world, awful things happening to the animals, awful things happening to our oceans and environments. And as we move into other areas, which um, when we you know cycle into different areas of focus, it's right now obviously it's ocean conservation, then we can other su support other really important charities such as within the human domain. And so by working with these organizations and individuals, we can then provide them with the capital to be able to carry on doing their work um, hopefully connect them to new people in the area, new people um, who would support their work and just build their own connections globally and also provide that educational aspect through our social media platforms and the NFTs we're doing. So it's not only just donating and resourcing them through resourcing these organizations through donations. It's really trying to find people that can support their mission across the globe. So. A lot of these smaller charities that are doing really hard work 
It's how they get the voice out there. So it's getting the voice out there, providing that money and providing incentives for our community to also really get involved with the work they're doing. So one of the things we are wanting to do are adventure challenges, which are they're kind of these ideas where we want to be able to get the people in our community doing something to support the charities we're working with. So, for example, a charity might need help creating a poster to spread awareness about something. So we would try and get people in our community to design that poster and reward our community members with prizes going up to something like a thousand US dollars and just try and get that a lot more activism and passion in the space where you wouldn't normally see it, I guess. And we also want to um, resource individuals in the future with a DCA DAO token airdrop, which will allow individuals to vote on how we're using the treasury and then make proposals for funding for projects they might see in their local community, as well as help steer the project based on what I guess the community goals are towards charities. So yeah, there's a lot in there. Yeah, sorry, we, we dived a little bit deep there. Yeah. There's a lot to say. It's a it's a it's a passion project for both of us. Yeah, I see one of your partner projects is Crypto Trunks. And that was one of my first exposures to even the concept that blockchains could be bad for the environment. Yeah, I remember minting a a, a trunk and mine was pretty small at the time. My friend who got me into crypto, his head he had a pretty mature tree. But that was a really nice visual way of yeah, introduce me to all the topics. So NFTs I think are a great vector to a vector for climate action, even though they had this negative connotation in the past, the way you guys are approaching it really makes it uh, an excellent way to communicate and get people engaged uh, with this. So I guess I have two questions. One is, I do really want to know about crypto trunks and your involvement with crypto trunks, but also hearing about how you guys got involved uh, with Klima. So uh, maybe we could start with uh, the first part. So um, when we were looking for projects that sort of met our, our values and, and mission in a long-term sense for the, the mint that we're coming up to now, we instantly got drawn to crypto trunks when we when we heard what they were doing and how they were doing it and I, I got in touch with with the founder because we we sort of shared this vision of wanting to propagate a deep understanding of how um, sort of this this network effect of of crypto usage is affecting the planet and also spread awareness for climate activism in uh, in general so the, the founders for, for that team are amazing people. Uh, we've been we've been talking to them for, for weeks now to sort of set this up and figure out where project directions sort of meet, where uh, where we can help each other. And it's really the partnership is really about one bringing our, our communities together because there's a lot of like-minded people in them. Uh, two amplifying our sort of our joint voice in the space because it's really hard sometimes to get. Uh, particularly charity and philanthropic related projects uh, heard in this space. And the third point is that there's some great artistic value that we can provide both communities as well. So uh, one little bit of, I guess, uh, it, it's it's public knowledge, but it's uh, a little bit of alpha as well. But um, um, some of our uh, NFTs are going to have little Easter eggs of crypto trunks art in them. And if the NFT minter gets these, um, mints one of these NFTs, then they'll be actually able to claim a free CryptoTrunks Genesis NFT from CryptoTrunks. So that's pretty cool, we think. Wow, Ooh. that's very cool. And then, um, yeah, perhaps we could then kind of dive into your introduction to Klima and 
tell us about what your first impressions were with Klima and perhaps any questions you might have about Klima too. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so I first heard about Klima uh, last year around the sort of September, October time as well. I think it was over Twitter when I was looking at potential partners for DCA to help us spread the word about what we were doing initially from that first collection. And after reading about the climate mission and what had already been accomplished in terms of the massive amount of carbon that you guys had captured, I knew it would be an amazing fit for what we were doing. But it wasn't until really early this year that the idea came to mind that we could do something a little bit deeper and build like a bigger partnership and connection and back our NFTs with climate in a way that supports bike projects. So that was when I initially got in touch with, with climate. And I guess the, the rest is history for the origin. But I um, absolutely love the work that you guys are doing. And it's incredible the amount of tons of carbon that you've captured already in your, in your treasury. And yeah, it continues to, to amaze me the, um, how, you're, how you're building on that and, and keeping on delivering, even though, uh, you know, people are, people are going to hate regardless, but uh, <laughs> there's, um, the proof is in the pudding for how, how often and how much you guys are actually delivering on what you're doing. So yeah, um, I don't think I've got any immediate questions. Grace, do you? Uh, given the technical side of things still isn't, I wouldn't say my forte. I would say I've got a very layperson's understanding of how everything with Climber works. So Josh was the brains behind the idea of how the projects can interconnect. And I'm still just trying to catch up. But I think the work you guys are doing is absolutely incredible and really, really innovative in the space. Well, thank you. Definitely been a journey and uh, ups and downs. And I think we've got like a year of experience in three or four months of like different market conditions. And, uh, but it's an incredibly passionate team. I mean, people work 24 seven, as we were talking about before and put their heart and soul into it to try and make it successful and continue to innovate and build products on top of it, which kind of brings us to Klima Infinity. What do you think that this entails for between DCA and Klima? I think being involved in, in Klima Infinity, I think came as sort of a natural part of the partnership we were forming to back our NFTs with Klima. And for us, it seems like a, just a, a great progression and pledge to make because we're already purchasing so much carbon um, and committing that in a long-term sense. So I think what what we're looking to do in the way that, that we're pledging with, with Climate Infinity, so we calculated our, our carbon footprint, I think, to be around seven or eight tons a year as a business. And, and that's largely just due to electricity costs and um, any travel to go and actually meet our charities and, and talk to them and uh, get a face-to-face -face relationship with them and what they're doing. So uh, we pledge to double that offset in terms of carbon retiring. And I think that's just a, a really valuable, powerful thing we can do to, one, provide that instant upfront. Yes, as a business, we are carbon negative, climate positive. And yet we're planning to do that by instantly at the end of our mint by retiring that um, 16 tons of carbon. And what we also plan to do, because we have we're factoring in a small portion of our operating expenses to keep retiring carbon each month as well after that. So uh, that's that's our plan with with the Climate Affinity Partnership and hopefully uh, make a small dent in the space and, and lead by example. Mm, thank you very much. I'm really happy to hear that. I think this is something that it's very exciting, like to be able to see projects like this, like yours, yours to be seeing that Klima is one of the ways to help go carbon neutral or carbon positive in the sense whereby, you know, offsetting like NFTs. I think this is, is something that I think we spoke earlier on, earlier on as well, like 
like NFTs always has the bad rap about, you know, being very carbon intensive or like, you know, produces a lot of pollution in terms of like electricity and stuff. So I, I really think that this is something that going forward, uh, I do hope that, you know, NFT projects can look into how to, how can they stay carbon neutral. I wonder if it'll become a um, kind of an expectation. Like it's certainly there's some individuals, uh, other, other NFT projects that um, are interested in offsetting their footprint and displaying that to their community. Obviously, the NFT community is a very diverse group and with different, you know, goals and beliefs and all that. And the, but I guess my question is, you know, there's like it seems like a certain subsector of the NFT community is interested in, you know, being proactive about this. Uh, perhaps many are indifferent or or don't know, just like I didn't know when I first started. But do you think that this will become a standard, you could say, an industry standard to start to kind of build in offsets into your projects? So we really hope so. And we're hoping to build a little bit of an NFT alliance of sorts around that um, messaging. Uh, well, at least as a, as a part of the messaging that we put out. So Crypto Trunks, that partnership there, they retired um, more than their, their footprint in offsets for their project. And we're planning, we have a, a couple more partnerships in the works uh, as well with projects that either are carbon, carbon negative or looking to offset their, their carbon footprint or we really like their vision and we'll probably convince them to go in that direction because it's just such a, a powerful thing to do and relatively simple now as well with the infrastructure that climbers set up in the carbon and creating these carbon markets. So I think it's, um, I, I hope, and we will also um, help drive the move towards more projects being um, carbon negative. Right. If, you know, if Klima, if Klima didn't exist and if, let's say, Toucan didn't exist, uh, bridging BCTs on chain, like Moss, CO2 was putting MCO2 tokens on chain prior to us. So I suppose there would have been an option or a, a method of doing that. But if you were to try and offset your project using traditional means, uh, I'm not sure if you would have even looked into this, but it would have involved, I guess, calling a carbon broker trying to source carbon credits in the traditional markets and then somehow link them to the NFTs on the blockchain. It would have been pretty difficult, right? Yeah, that would have been would have been very difficult. <laughs> yeah. And so I think this speaks to the e the frictionless nature of doing things on a blockchain. It's something that perhaps we don't speak about enough. And uh by simply moving and creating some infrastructure on chain, that's already a big improvement, I think to the carbon market, but then developing these additional user interfaces and use, you know, uh, the, the different options to even make it easier and easier, like a dashboard to track your offsets and display to your communities, what you're doing in terms of climate action, I think is very powerful. So happy that you guys are in our community. I think that's uh, fantastic. And, and can you talk a little more about the network that you're forming? Like, uh, what, what other projects are you, are you interested in partnering with for, to kind of develop this, uh, network and action group so we're, we're talking to a, a few projects in the space at the moment and i think it I, I might be oversharing if i if i talked about who the next partner is that we're, <laughs> we're going to be teaming up with yeah, you don't have to it's fine yeah <laughs> um i'd love to we've got other alpha to share a little bit later on but um uh, that one's not quite ready to be to be released yet yeah so crypto trunks is the first and we're in conversation with a few other ocean conservation projects that we'll uh, look to expand to 
uh, the land domain or the human domain later. But um, whatever projects we partner with, we are going to share with them sort of the ease of of, of offsetting, yeah, offsetting if they're not already planning to do so, and try and make that sort of a, a standard part of a project partnership that we have with with somebody. And the bigger this ecosystem is that we form, and the bigger the network effect of these projects coming together, I think the more NFT uh, projects are going to just do it just to be just to be a part of that. So uh, we're hoping to build sort of a, an alliance of of these different projects that that do similar things to our connection with with trunks already that um, amplify each other's voices connect communities and um, share artistic value and share values as well in a common sense now i want to just take a take a step back to a higher level and you know you guys are going to have to back me up on this but in terms of focusing on the ocean there's a couple of things that the ocean is affected by through climate change right global warming increasing greenhouse gases in the atmosphere there's not just the temperature right it's not just the atmospheric temperature yeah yeah not just the atmosphere or even the surface temperature of the ocean mm-hmm. uh, or the ocean level it's also the amount of carbon that gets deposited into the ocean the coral reefs there's a lot of different angles it's not just the temperature it's not just the sea level right absolutely absolutely yeah so it's a big part of it is is fishing and um, overfishing, fishing practices, uh, the way that that is conducted all over the world, world not just in developing countries, but um, also in large part by Western nations as well. And also, yeah, microplastics, um, uh, rubbish, pollution, that sort of thing as well. So, yeah, as, um, it's not just climate change. And we, we had some great comments from the Marine Megafauna Foundation co-founder, Simon Pierce, the other, the other day, who was telling us, all about what he's seeing in uh, sort of the larger uh, marine, like uh, shark, uh, whale sharks, and manta rays, and how they're reacting to different things as well. But it's um, yes, yeah, it's, it's truly crazy the amount of different um, sort of negative impacts coming together that affecting different uh, marine life in different ways. Can you talk perhaps a little bit about then you know that the charities that you are working with? I know again, there's no shortage of bad news both in terms of you know climate change and biodiversity loss and all of that but you know how are the charities that you're working with and partnering with and supporting how are they making an impact and how are they trying to make a difference yeah we're partnered with a few charities at the moment we're really lucky to have made a web of connections in that space and we've got the marine megafauna foundation um, oceanic conservation experiencing marine reserves sea shepherd world wildlife fund and uh, sea turtles that we're all working with at the moment. And they're sort of seeing different things at different levels because they have different uh, different missions in the space. So Marine Megafauna Foundation really focused on larger marine life and education around uh, fishing um, and fishing practices in really places all, all over the place from uh, uh, Mozambique to all places all around Asia. And then varying right down to experiencing marine reserves, which are focused far more on education for high school, primary school, and building the education at a young level, and taking them out to two beaches, two coral reefs, and um, experiencing marine life in, at a young age. So it's um, yeah, it's it's a really diverse group of charities that we're that we're working with uh, that are experiencing and tackling 
climate change and these negative ocean connotations in, in different ways. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, um, I think talking about all of them and what they're all facing would, uh, would probably take up about a half hour, hour in and of itself. Oh, no doubt. But that's absolutely brilliant. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate the work that you're doing there to, you know, amplify their efforts. And, you know, speaking of which, you, you mentioned, you know, you have your version one NFTs, and I believe we've got a V2 coming up around the corner. Do you care to tell us a little bit more about that and, you know, how that process is going to work? And I understand too, again, you know, built in or baked into those V2s, we've got some Klima as well too. That's pretty innovative. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Actually, Grace, you want to jump in for the V1 and then I'll touch on the V2s? Yeah. So our V1 collection was 250 NFTs. And from those sold on the Polygon network, showing a whole variety of um, ocean scenes with the varying, um, I guess, negative effects you can have in in the ocean. So showing pollution, showing sewage and contaminated water. And then we had the, it layered um, in different rarities so that the more rare ones had cleaner environments. And so we did that collection towards the end of last year and have moved on to our V2 collection, which, yes, as you mentioned, is completely backed by climate and something I will definitely let Josh speak to as he's been organizing a lot more of that. Yeah, so the V1 was spread into those, those different rarities, uh, common, rare, and legendary. And it was a limited scope collection to really find our feet in the space or make sure that we were conducting the right practices in terms of code, figure out marketing, all, all of that crazy stuff that goes along with an NFT sale and building a bit of the community as well. The V2 collection is a little bit larger in scope, still quite modest compared to most NFT standards. There's going to be a variety of different rarities in terms of layers, but it's not going to be very cut and dry like in V1 where there were obvious commons, rares and legendaries. There's just going to be different rarities of layers within the same art. And like we've already touched on, there's a little bit of alpha as well with the Easter eggs. There's going to be about 10% of the collection which has an Easter egg of some sort in it. And that could be sort of your, your crypto trunks um, image, uh, which gives people a free Genesis crypto trunk. It could be another Easter egg from another project that we, uh, that we unfortunately can't announce yet, which will give you a free mint to their upcoming collection. Or, it could be sort of a, a frame in the art or a star in the art somewhere. And it's, uh, it's hard to go into all of these because there's about 10 different, uh, 10 different Easter eggs. But, um, it could be that, say, the frame around the picture corresponds to a port, a HD portrait of that picture, which we sign as a team and send to that person physically who gets that mint. So. Yeah, there's a whole raft of things that we're, that we're doing with the Easter eggs either house so that people have these like little tangible benefits instantly once they meant to, um, to then claim. And yeah, like we've said, all of these V2s are backed in equivalent value by Climadel. So for any, uh, climates that want to keep their exposure to Climber, but get a, a cool NFT with some, uh, with some sweet other benefits like access to ecotourism trips, airdrops, all of that Easter egg stuff. Then uh, this is a pretty cool way to uh, to own own an NFT and have a hundred percent of that backing in climate. 
So you're saying it's backed, but I mean, it's, Klima is kind of baked into the NFT, right? And it, can it, it can't be removed. Is that correct? Or? So for this first collection, Klima isn't baked into the NFT itself. And that's, and, that's, and that's purely because the way that we're running operationally, every month we're, we're withdrawing 30% of just the stake, not the initial principle, but the, the stake rewards. And that's going to be used for the ecotourism trips, adventure challenges, and donations to charities. So at the end of a year, people can burn their NFT with a burning contract all set up. And then that will be, I'm hoping to have uh, automated by this point, but um, automation aside at this stage, it would be us manually sending what would be their initial climate and 70% of all the staking rewards they would, uh, they would have accumulated during that year. Uh, for future projects, we are 100% looking at uh, developing a solution to bake the climate directly into the NFT. But oh, for this okay. collection, because of the way we're running with operating expenses and needing to, needing to withdraw that uh, 30% of the stake uh, at every month, uh, we're handling that centrally. Is there any possibility of, you know, embedding more like uh, utility in a sense? Like I was just thinking like, is, it, is there a possibility to, you know, being given and, um, you know, able to win a trip or, you know, get an opportunity to really visit like New Zealand or, or any of this, like really being able to be hands-on in the charity work in real life. I'm, 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 I'm just spitballing here. I'm just really just curious. <laughs> yeah, about no, that. 100%. Yeah. So there are a few ways that we're looking to like make that tangible connection between people, their NFTs and, and the charities. So with the ecotourism trips, every month we're going to be raffling a trip initially by sea turtles, but we're looking to expand that to other charities we work with too um, that are doing these ecotourism trips. So these trips are worth upwards of 1800 US dollars. And what that's going to look like is V2 NFT holders who either win a few games or get to a certain level in our Discord can enter into a raffle for that month and they can take part if they win that raffle in these ecotourism trips. So for sea turtles in particular, they do trips to Costa Rica, Panama, Belize, Galapagos. They're, they're doing trips all over the world, and they're these seven-day trips where all-inclusive, you get to actually visit turtles, visit um, ocean wildlife in need, of, in need of saving. And yeah, that's um, just one thing that we're doing is actually like connect people physically to um, in a tangible way to, to what's going on um, with charities. Yeah, the reason why I spoke about this was because under one of the open sea, right, you guys have this bespoke NFTs and I saw like there was quite a few of um, the members from uh, DCA, you know, having this turtle uh, adoption and I thought it was really, really cool that, you know, they have like this certificate that they have, you know, uh, adopted like a thousand sea turtles and I just thought like it wouldn't be like a really uh, great experience to do that in real life to help like sea turtles and, and stuff like that. Like I personally dive pre-COVID. I've dived in a, a few places around the world. And I, I personally have dived in uh, Maldives. And uh, it was one of the best experiences I ever had in my life. I will never forget. I've seen manta rays uh, up front and close, reef sharks. I've seen a sea turtle and they are really like, the I think the probably the most gentle sea creatures you can see. And it's, it's really amazing. It's just 
surreal to see like sexy creatures in their natural habitat, you know, not affected by any form of pollution. And that's something that, you know, um, really resonates with me when I hear, when I see things like this from your end, like from DCA about, you know, saving sea turtles. Like I, me as a diver, I really love to be able to be part of this like movement to kind of do my little bit to make, to ensure that all this stay, you know, the way it is, uh, for my next generation and generations to come to enjoy this beautiful, you know, sea life that, um, you know, yeah, it's being kind of uh, threatened by climate change. You really just uh, had to make us all, all jealous there, didn't you, with your, your trips to the Maldives? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and I think having those opportunities to go and see things firsthand and see what you are actually supporting, um, it makes a difference in, I guess, putting it into perspective. It's not some abstract idea that we care about. It's something that you've interacted with. And so being able to offer that to community members that are really passionate about what we are doing and what these charities are doing through these ecotourism trips will just be a way to not only give them a great experience, but hopefully build more of that momentum in them wanting to change things. It's kind of an interesting idea in terms of building a community as well, just curating kind of charities and kind of experiencing those charities in an interesting kind of Web3 way, you know, even if it's not because you know many the vast majority of people would not be able to travel and visit but still having uh experiences and kind of feeling part of something is really kind of a a, a I suppose an underrated uh aspect of web3 even though it's all very remote and over the computer and internet you really can kind of develop a sense of involvement because of the just communication avenues and the format and so do you guys see yourselves as perhaps becoming a nexus in terms of the uh, kind of climate charity Web3 space? Uh, is that something that's crossed your mind at all? I think that's probably the, the lofty ambition with DCA to be sort of the refi hub where NFTs and philanthropy meet. And we get, because we see, you know, there, there's a lot of projects doing great things in the space, but not many have, uh, not many NFT projects have a long-term vision of how they're actually going to connect people to charities. So we're hoping over time um, we can grow a name and a brand and the type of audience that actually the cares wants to be connected in the long term to charities and what they're doing. And yeah, be be this uh, be this hub that connects like-minded NFT projects and builds a, a connection of charities that also want to be connected to the space. That's great. So I think this is a question that we all ask our guests in this show, which is uh, the year is 2033, 2033. What do you see yourself uh, or rather see DCA being at at that level, uh, at that year itself when it's 2033, which is about 11 years from now? 11 years. So at, um, at a high level, not, not going into... I guess um, all the technical revolutions hopefully we would, we would have made and all the extra utility we hope would have, we, uh, we intend to provide by that stage. But uh, I guess at a high level, we're hoping to have connected all of the charities that want to be involved in the NFT space in a ocean, land and human domain to the power of this space by that point. And we have a 
essentially a large, vibrant community of people that actually really care about making a positive influence um, in philanthropy in all of those areas. And we've created a hub, a community that connects individuals to organizations. And people all over the world have an opportunity to take part and connect to these charities in a meaningful way. And these charities can connect to people and get resourcing in a new and innovative way. How about self Greece? Yeah, I don't know. There's much to build on from Josh. I think it's, I guess it's continuing to grow at this point. And as Josh said, it's making those connections across not just with the ocean conservation, but providing that platform to any charity, no matter their cause, being able to provide that platform for more areas of growth funding, community-driven awareness, and building a big enough community and a community of really passionate individuals that are able to support all of these fantastic causes. So there's so much I would, you know, even just looking out a year, there's so much I want to I wanna do over the next 12 months um, and, you know, push DCA into doing. So kind of imagining the 11-year mark is hard, but it is it's that growing it out it's it's essentially this infinite expansion of how can we get what we are doing um, and what we want to offer these charities in front of as many charities as, as we possibly can that's great to hear so i mean you're 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 rolling out the gate here kind of with your the passion for marine conservation and uh, marine wildlife but the that's not the limit i guess you're totally open for expanding where DCA heads down the road then, right? Yeah, absolutely. It is the goal that we would be doing about three different, um, I guess, collections a year. And we would want to cycle through the ocean, land and human domain so that we're able to build a relationship with these charities. And each year we can carry on growing the number but continuing to work with the ones we have already developed that foundational partnership with so we might do one ocean collection a year um, but continue to work with those um, charities year on and just grow as we grow um, so it's not just a one-off donation to charity a and then we go and try and um, find different areas uh, it's building these lasting partnerships and just growing as growing that as we grow as a company. So we see, um, we see us continuing to use a strategy of backing, uh, backing our NFTs with climate. We think that that's an awesome avenue to not just get a one upfront donation, but actually have a, um, a consistent monthly donation to the charities we're supporting. And I see um, DCA as we expand and uh, move into this, this refi hub of NFT and philanthropy. Um, we keep working with climate, one, to back our NFTs, um, two, to help each other amplify our respective, um, respective announcements, missions, um, because I think at the end of the day, our mission to reduce suffering on, on the planet with all of these different avenues is really going to be the same thing that climate is achieving with the carbon, with the incentivization of clean carbon practices. Um, there's a, just a, an undeniable intersection there. So I think I just our, our audiences are very like-minded, our missions are very like-minded, and I think um, a combination of NFT backing and just a 
cross-community engagement and awareness and uh, building our respective our respective um, ability to achieve our goals. Oh, lovely, lovely to hear that. So I think it comes to the last to the end of the podcast. But before we end, there's always this question I love to ask all the guests. Uh, <laughs> what's next for DCA and is there any alpha to drop for our listeners here? So, yep. So, yep. In the, in the immediate, we have got our V2 launch, which is happening um, on the 6th. And so right now we are just, we've just announced our green list stacking mechanism, which not too many people are taking advantage of at the moment, but offers really great rewards. So right now, once you've got a green list, if you were to win another one in a game, for example, you're actually able to stack those rewards. So on the first win, um, you can provide that green list to a friend. At two wins, you get to choose a V1 common NFT from the vault that we currently have, which is worth 90 USD at the moment. And at three wins, you go in to enter one of the raffles for the ecotourism trip, and your V2 is a raffle ticket for that. So the more we get people, um, I guess, getting involved with those games and getting involved in the community, the more we want to reward that participation and that we think is a really awesome way of doing it. So yeah, if you get three three wins on the green list, then it's an it's a ticket into the raffle with your V2 NFT, which uh, we're really excited about. Um, another thing which we are just about to release is the gratitude NFT, which I'll let Josh speak to. Yeah, so um, we're gonna we're gonna give a gratitude NFT to all of our V1 NFT holders and anyone that has climbed out staked at a snapshot before the mint. And what this um, gratitude NFT is, is one, essentially this beautiful visualization of our logo, which I won't, um, won't spoil any further, but it also allows for a one-time use um, entering the raffle at a month of the mint's choosing. So that is, um, that's some alpha that we haven't released yet. That's gonna be, um, we're gonna be talking more about that in the coming days. Oh, very cool. So there's all kinds of reasons, I guess, to hop in the Discord there too and keep leveling up your green list, right? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Likewise, I think previously you guys uh, hop onto our Discord for Poker Night and in some games as well, there was really a lot of funs playing uh, code names. And I thought this would be a, a good... I really love the vibes that day itself. And I really hope that we can do this more often, like, uh, you know, just to hang out and chill and have fun. I think that's really, really amazing to you know, have like communities, communities that think alike, play together and work together as well. Could not agree more. Yeah, that was, that was heaps of fun. That, um, even though I got absolutely wasted in the Mario Karts, um, the rest of it was awesome. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> you you guys have a really positive and happy community going on there for sure. So we'll make sure to, you know, throw up a link for your discord in our show notes here. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to keep hustling for sure. I, I know I've had some fun in the rumble Royal room with uh, some ruthless battles that have gone down there, but it's, uh, it's definitely been a blast. Yeah. 
and thank you for joining us today with uh, Planet of the Climates. Really, really appreciate you guys taking out time to talk to us. Uh, you know, getting <laughs> getting questioned by us with so many things and really feel, and really for us to understand you a little bit better. So thank you. Thank you so much, guys. It's really interesting to hear about your projects and uh, wishing you the best of luck going forward. Yeah, thank you for being a Klima Infinity launch partner there. It's awesome. No, thank you guys very much. Uh, Climates are awesome. We'll definitely be jumping more on your Discord, get involved in more games, and can't wait to work with you more in the future. So thank you very much. Thanks so much for having us on. Yep, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Wow, definitely enjoyed that conversation. It was so great to meet Josh and Grace and learn more about the backstory and mission at the heart of their DCA project, Digital Charity Art. Um, I don't know about you two, but I just really enjoyed hearing about you know the origins and where that passion lies for protecting the species and the uh, marine wildlife, the marine ecosystems. It was just an eye-opener to learn more about that and how they're you know, leveraging NFTs to provide that service for uh, charities to really level things up and grow their audience. Um, how about you guys, Reg and Diamond Hands? Any takeaways from you? Yeah, I love how they're building a community around uh, climate charity and kind of gamifying it a little bit in their Discord and really making it fun. Yeah, and of course, using Klima to help achieve their climate action goals. So, uh, very, very interesting, uh, and I think they're going to go really far. Yeah, really excited about the work uh, DCA is doing. Uh, as a diver myself, you know, they are trying to work in clean up the, the ocean and that's something really, really amazing. And they have so much uh, uh, potential, in my opinion, to grow to something that's really big in the refi world. And I hope that I could win those trips, if possible, you know, to be part of not just on Web3 itself, but in real life, trying to put, get my hands dirty, you know, and you know, put uh, put my you know, mid space boots on the ground, and uh, you know, help those charity in real life. Yeah, that's such a, a cool aspect to it. That potential through those trips to to be there and see that work on the ground in real time. And uh, yeah, I got to say a big thank you to Josh and Grace for turning the tables on us and getting the alpha from Diamond Hands. So <laughs> we learned Diamond Hands. That's so cool. Your your background as a diver there. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'm not a diver myself, but I can just imagine that experience of being there in the ocean and seeing these species up close and personal in their own environment. It's just awesome. I think, you know, again, with Klima, we've started off with our carbon in our treasury, but you know, our mission is so much bigger than that there too that you know we're really working with all these great partners across the ecosystem and really leveling up our action on climate change on biodiversity loss on doing everything we can to protect our one and only planet so if that resonates with you as i know it did for uh, digital charity art and for us here on planet the climates make sure you hit up climadow.finance our shiny new website and we'll have all the links that you need as well in the show notes below for cooking up with a DCA as well too, and perhaps getting in on that V2 launch of their NFTs. But yeah, make sure you're hitting up our KlimaDAO Discord community too, because we're a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization, and everything we do is community-driven, just like this very podcast. 
So hit us up in there and you're going to find a great group of climates and plenty of opportunities to contribute and be an active climate too. So we hope you really enjoyed this conversation with Digital Charity Art. Thanks so much once again to Josh and Grace and thank you to you for joining us. We look forward to saying hello once again on the very next Planet of the Climates. <laughs>